Just a quick warning, we're going to be discussing abortion, ending relationships, toxic dynamics, and as we always, always do, we're going to be discussing some big existential themes. Um, so this is an unbleat version of our thoughts as they come to us. Mercy me, the night is long. Mercy me, the night is long. And welcome to a hopeless endeavor, a Joanna Newsome podcast. My name is Sam. I live in Vancouver, British Columbia. My name is Nikki. I live in Ithaca in upstate New York. This is part two of On a Good Day. And we jinxed ourselves once again. We <laughs> said that we couldn't talk for hours about four verses of a song, 16 lines total, but here we are. You guys might think that like we're doing this on purpose to be cute or whatever, but like you don't understand. We actually think every time that there's no way we could talk for more than like an hour about this, maybe like an hour and a half. I was thinking for this one minute and 49 second long song. Yeah. Um, because especially because for songs like Heaven on Me, which are like 11 minutes and something, we talk about it for like four hours, which like, you know. Is substantial, but like mm-hmm. it couldn't possibly be the ca- be the case that a song that is one eleventh as long as that, uh, or you know, a little bit less than that, but whatever, um, or more. I can't do math. Um, that we'd have that much to say about it, but it turns out we're real good at coming up with stuff to say to each other. So here we are, part two. Here we are. Here you are. Enjoy part two. Thank you guys so much for listening. Send us your thoughts or comments or theories or whatever. Um, we love you. Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye. Our next verse, as written and probably sung, <laughs> is Our nature does not change by will. In the winter, round the ruined mill, the creek is lying flat and still. It is water, though it's frozen, which is one of my favorite lines of all time. Um, I'm sure we say that every episode. Um, (laughs) But uh, actually, Simon wrote to us on Instagram and left a really beautiful message and gave me permission to share. And he said um, that this line about the creek is lying flat and still. It is water, though it's frozen. Uh, Simon said, speaks to me of the mutability of your life through elemental and outside forces. Even though your life may not take the path you thought it would, it is still life, just as water is made of the same thing as ice. And I really, really liked that. Oh, Simon. Um, Yeah. That's so good. And just kind of like, uh, I mean, I don't think we can talk about water anymore because (laughs) have we talked about water (laughs) to death? But um to talk about it a little bit more <laughs> i think we can do more i think we can do it <laughs> yeah i really like the idea that um you know the first lines are um or the second verse sorry um this idea that like uh life is something ahead of you and behind you Mm -hmm. um and this relating it to um I mean you said it like uh, the ideas of determinism and these outside forces having um more of a hand in what you perceive are choices than um than you're aware of um and I love this the line Simon said about um, life is life 
and this like transformative element of it, um, water and ice is just really, really cool. Yeah, it is really, really cool. And I think, um, I don't know, I think too, to some extent, you could replace the word life there with love and like a very mm-hmm. similar message um, comes through, which is that like, even though like the way that I feel for you is like undeniably different than it was in easy, even though like what we have is undeniably different and easy. And like, Simon, I don't think you're wrong in that it's life because I think that's exactly it. But uh, relating this to the relationship a, a, a bit, like, like, even though that love looks very different now, it's not as though I don't love you still. Like I still have, I still care for you and I still, you know, feel tender in my own way towards you. But like that has taken a different shape now. And like, it is almost in its essence, like a colder version, right? It's a frozen version of that now. And like, in the way that she, that we've been talking at least about how our narrator feels in this song does seem to be colder and that it's more detached and it's more less like fiery or something um yeah yeah I think to me what stands out about these lines is the idea that the creek is lying flat and still And like the immense contrast that that has had to so many of the bodies of water that we discussed, like immediately I thought of the river and only skin twisting and braiding. I know we Mm -hmm. talked endlessly about that in Emily, the fucking scene where flanked by furrows curling back like a match held up to a newspaper. And I think we talked about like uh, holding uh, like splitting the sea, um, And, like, the power and, like, this super mobile kind of, like, immortal force that water has had so far in this, like, ever-changing, ever-present, like, current um, that our narrator has been uh, either participating in or near or, um, you know, like, in, in... fucking Colleen or in monkey and bear like completely submerged in or um pulled in inflicted on her yeah yeah the idea that now this creek is so cold that it's frozen and it's lying flat and still is just like uh a really really um big point in my mind at least um yeah, I think that's a fantastic point. Because um, you're right, it is like, I can't think of a single water reference or for that matter, like anything being frozen reference, right? Um, yeah. or even cold uh, before this. And it is such a stark contrast. And I think that you're right, that that's telling, that that means something probably. Um. Like it's, it's an interesting thought too. It's just like, yeah, whatever. Like it's the same, but it's different. <laughs> is what she's saying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what she might be saying. I don't fucking know. Also, um, yeah. Sam, in the lyric booklet, I just noticed this right now, but in the lyric booklet is winter capitalized. Uh, no, it's okay. not. For some reason it is on genius, but this is the no. most unreliable site in the world. So. Who knows? Um, okay, this is my tin foil hat verse. Oh, let's do it. Okay. Again, brace yourselves. Fast forward probably like 20 minutes if you don't want to hear me rant about tin foil hat theories. But I was like, why is she talking about a ruined mill here? Um also, sorry, before I quickly, 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 before I say that, um, I love that she references will here. And actually, when I was referring to free will before, I was not even, I didn't even have this part of this verse in my mind. But oh my God, basically, she's saying like, or I think she's saying, uh, I can't will myself into feeling a certain way. I can't will myself into being different than I am, right? 
um, I can't will myself into like feeling better or feeling optimistic or good or hopeful about this relationship. It's just, and like, you can't will yourself into doing the things that I want you to do, whatever those may be. Um, I really like that. Yeah. And then again, too, I love here that the, that the, um, our nature is sort of ambiguous because she starts talking about nature things like creeks and ice and water and winter. But then also I think she's talking about like our nature as people or as women and men or as humans or whatever. Yeah. But okay. Sorry. So I was like, why is she talking about ruined mills? That seems like a very specific reference. So I looked up ruined mill Mm -hmm. and I found this poem called the old woman. Okay. And I'm going to read the whole thing because it's pretty short. Okay. But the last line, just in case you're wondering, like, why is Nikki reading this poem uh, is under a ruined mill. Okay. Okay. So if she has this in mind, whatever, I'm just going to read it and then we'll talk about it. Okay. So um, this is called the old woman. It is written by Joseph Campbell Campbell, uh, who is an Irish poet was an Irish poet. Uh, He lived from 1879 to 1944. Um, And this poem is called The Old Woman. And it goes as follows. As a white candle in a holy place, so is the beauty of an aged face or an aged face. As the spent radiance of the winter sun, so is a woman with her travail, travail, done her brood gone from her and her thoughts as still as the waters under a ruined mill okay that's it but here are all the things that made me excited about this Mm -hmm. all right so very basically the mention of a woman (laughs) (laughs) one (laughs) one okay two the mention of a candle Mm-hmm. Uh, because of the candlestick shit we were trying to figure Which out last the time. the note I took as you were speaking, yeah. Oh, yay. Okay. Um, in a holy place made me think of 81. I don't know, whatever. Um, okay. Then she mentioned, uh, sorry, and then uh, Joseph Campbell mentions winter and get winter in this verse that we're talking about, right? Um. Uh, brood is mentioned and I looked up just like I know it as a verb but as a noun I was less sure about but I got stoked when I looked up the definition of it as a noun because it's defined as a family of young animals especially of a bird produced at one hatching or birth and like you guys know me slash us by now where I was like oh my god like fetuses with birds and we were just talking about baby birds yeah um and like this line is her brood gone from her and then obviously um the mentioning of water being still under a ruined mill and in 81 we get the mention of still water in winter under a ruined mill around a ruined mill mm-hmm. um it just made me think do you of, mean in on a good day sorry what did i say 81 yeah fucking of course i did because i can't <laughs> it's insane how much i can't keep them apart yes i do mean on a good day <laughs> um right okay so I don't know. All those things seemed interesting to me, especially just the ruined mill, like sort of keyword search that I got. And I was trying to read some interpretations of this poem. I didn't really get too far on that, but I did read something that intrigued me, which is just sort of like the first verse of this poem is comparing her um, to like a white candle, a holy place, the beauty uh, still of an old face, but like remarking in that beauty. The second one, sort of like uh sneaks in I guess a mention of like it's like set like form of decay where it's starting to talk about her being like spent uh from having done like all this hard work and like she's still beautiful but like there's something sort of gone about it and then the third and final verse is 
her brood's gone from her and her thoughts as still as the waters under a ruined mill, which to me brings to mind, like either just straight up death or like this again, passivity that we are talking about, which is just like, my thoughts are not racing anymore. I'm sort of, I sort of just am. Um, but I really like the idea of the decay that might sort of progress as we go through those verses as related to on a good day, because mm -hmm. there is some sort of like, once we've gotten to on a good day, there is some sort of decay that's happened from like enthusiastic to like, and you can almost compare it to like older woman, right. To like, like you have this like young, naive girl who's like, I'll do whatever I want for you. And then like, you have the shit she has to go through this work that she has to get done. And on the other end of it, you get this colder, I don't know, like less enthusiastic, more grounded, more still water diversion of her. Mm -hmm. um, I love all of that. <laughs> I didn't know that poem. Um, first, I love uh, the connection to the candle um, in Baby Birch, just because I think like we were kind of floundering for some kind of meaning yeah. mm -hmm. of that. Um, the other thing that I thought was really interesting was that you mentioned kind of like and I don't remember specifically, I just wrote holy place. Mm -hmm. um, uh, yep, it was um, uh, as a white candle in a holy place. So is the beauty of an aged, aged face. Okay, so two things. <clears throat> white candle in a holy place as being like a fetus in a womb as like mm. innocent. Um, and a holy place as in like... Oh, I'm very much not a religious person as in like what God intended as yeah. like this uh, bullshit henceforth coming. This is what women are meant for. Like, this is what is supposed to be a blessed place, uh, a holy place as also like maybe as inside of like this very narrowly defined, like, heterosexual relationship like this is the right thing I'm using quotations here because mm -hmm. this is very much the opposite of what I believe um so please remember that as I'm spewing this bullshit um uh, as like a holy place as like a place blessed by the powers that be um right and then ruined mill can you read the ruined mill line again? Yeah, or the verse at least. And yeah. it, it says, her brood gone from her and her thoughts as still as the waters under a ruined mill. So that just makes me think of like, again, the role of women as being solely for childbirth. And yes. the fact that in our last verse, that was something that didn't happen. Um, oh, shit. You know, oh, fuck. right? It sucks. But it's like this idea that our character is our narrator is now ruined because. Oh, my God. This thing that was supposed to happen that women as they are traditionally defined are supposed to be able to do and do well and do with ease. I know I'm sorry. No, um, I'm so into what you're saying. Um, is something that's now ruined. Oh, dude, um, I'm so fucking into this. Uh, I didn't even think of that, but I love that analysis and I, I love hate that. it. It's I mean, sucks. Yeah, sucks. no, I hate it too, but that contrast that you, mentioned between that first like pure young well not young still an old an aged face but um the like holy place and like if we are comparing candles to fetuses or whatever there's that and then like this again as you're saying bullshit view of women that like what we're what our job is on earth is to have children 
like that it's a ruined fucking mill is the most devastating thing I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. Oh, fuck, man. So no, it's, I'm so, I love uh, being hurt apparently. Like I, oh God, I know. Listening to Baby Birch is the best. Uh, You breaking my heart with this analysis is the best. I'm into it. I love that you brought up this poem too, because it was something that I didn't find on my own. Um, And it ties together so nicely, so much of that, like fucking horrible last verse. Uh, or two verses of baby birch. I love that a candle uh, was mentioned too so much. Sorry, can you tell me the name of the poem again, just so I can look at it? It's just called The Old Woman by Joseph Campbell. I know. And actually that makes me think that your analysis is not, like, I think that might be right on whatever the fucking terms are, hitting the nail on the head or something, because like, an old woman is like sort of synony- synonymous with like a woman that cannot bear children, like mm-hmm. especially with like 1800s uh, perspectives on the world, right? Like an old woman, they're, they're the first thing that someone from that time and, you know, people now might think of is exactly that. Like, what's the use of an old woman if it's not like if a woman isn't there to bear children? What is the second verse here as the spent radiance of the winter sun like all that was bright all that was good it's spent it's gone so is a woman with her travail done with her work done right her work being like the whatever bearing of children yeah yeah exactly i know the space that sam is making um and her thoughts as still as the waters under a ruined mill. I wonder, like, you know, the empathetic part of me just wants to be like, obviously something, you know, baby Birch has just happened and you're allowed to have still thoughts for a while. Yes. <laughs> like but still like, thoughts are what you'd aspire to, right? Rather thoughts. than racing ones. Like, But here, I feel like it's more mean than that more unkind than that like now that her she is not able to complete her duty she has no thoughts right her her brood is gone like her purpose is gone her yes that's it right she has no thoughts beyond that yeah and also just like whatever i think this is like a very common thing but like I think this poem is probably supposed to be a nice one. I think that this person is probably being like, look, there's still some value left in an old woman, even though like many of you won't see it. That's exactly it. Yeah, It's horrible. And the way that he does it, even in the kinder quote unquote verses is to be like, look, she's still beautiful, which is like, okay, thank you so much for seeing that value in me. Um, And then the second verse again, uh, uh, again, it's just like referring to radiance, which to me, like, I guess it could be not beauty, but like smacks of maybe talking about beauty a little bit. And then the third one being like, and then she has no opinions, at least like good thing that she is then like nice and quiet and peaceful. And like her thoughts being still are like a value of the old woman now that her fucking children are gone or whatever, or now that her reproductive years are over. And like, Thank you so much, Joseph Campbell, for being so fucking charitable. (laughs) There's a fucking comment on this website from 17 years ago. (laughs) And the comment on this poem says, this is the reason I come to this website. Such simplicity with a punch. My heart... (laughs) My heart is always warmed when I come here and read pieces like this. Oh my God, man. What the fuck? What the fuck? (laughs) It also makes me feel so old that this website has been here for 17 17 years. years. (laughs) At least. Yeah. But uh, makes me feel like the old woman being referred to in this poem. Um, Spent woman. (laughs) 
spent is such an insulting word to fuck off with your spent it's like description. drags it makes yeah. me feel the same things used up like fuck yeah. okay so that was part one of my two-part tinfoil hat theory about this verse oh excellent the second part is more tinfoil hatty okay um but the mention okay so wait first I had to look up just to like refresh my memory I guess about like what a mill is mm. and like, like what a, its purpose like is flour mill wait what's a flour mill like what you you put the grains in and you turn it and you get flour oh yeah sorry f-l-o-u-r oh yeah f-l-o-w-e-r yes mm. um but like what about one that is in water right the water around the mill because like haven't you Her. seen those mill actually oh, wait my background yeah supposed to be in water <laughs> you're right I didn't comment on your background because I didn't understand oh that is perfectly okay it's a ridiculous background with like the fucking watermark still all over it but um <laughs> chose one with the I didn't do that on purpose but when I noticed it I was like oh fuck it uh, my background on Zoom right now is just a mill in a water, in a body of water. Um, and so what does that do for people? Does that provide power somehow? Yeah. Uh, yes. Okay. Yep. The water would, it would like uh, push the water through it and uh, it would oh. power things. Right. Okay. So it would use the spinning motion to like, um, oh, you're right though. Like make like, yeah, flour, lumber, paper, textiles, many metal products. Um, These water mills may comprise uh, grist mills, saw mills, paper mills, textile mills, hammer mills, trip hammering, uh, rolling mills, wire drawing mills. Okay. Whatever. Lots of mills. Um, What was my point? My point was that I was like, I think that I remember Joanna talking about another mill at some point, and I was right in mm. the same old man, which is a cover, but still. Um, it starts at the lines, by the way. It's the same old lady putting out the wash. And yeah. I was like, ma, old woman, ma. <laughs> oh, sure. Um, but then also in the where are we now is it the last verse of the song yes um she sings slash it is written it's the same old man sitting by the mill mill wheel turning of its own free will um i'm certainly glad to be at home new york city continues on alone but um i just i think that the we'll obviously talk about that when we get here but I think that the theme of free will here is a really important one to the song, Same Old Man. And I just get that fucking vibe as we've talked about from this song. And so I just really like the idea that she maybe, I'm speculating, um, associates Mills with the idea of a lack of free will um mm-hmm. sure like it looks as though it's like moving on its own but like it's not it's like yeah. all set up to do the thing that it's set up to do and it's very predictable the path that it's going to take and like wh- how each flank of wood or whatever is going to react to the current of the water or the stillness of the water right if it's a ruined mill the water's not moving and the mill's not turning also if the mill is like you know, a woman's reproductive system, as you had suggested. Um, then like, it's so interesting that she's like, uh, like also if the waters too are supposed to be representative of like her love or her sentiments, like towards the other person, right? Like, um, even though it's not moving anymore because it's frozen, it's still water. But like that lack of movement of the water whatever that represents also causes this mill to like stop right there's no like more reproductive anything that's going to be happening or that is and like that actually could have been the thing to have stopped the mill so if the idea is that like 
whatever, our narrator had an abortion because she had determined the relationship or her future or whatever to be untenable in the way that she had imagined it, then like her, I don't know, like changing sentiment towards that relationship might've been the very thing to have stopped, you know, like the engines. Yeah. And it's that perspective too, right? Um, I really like that it could be as simple as looking at something like with new eyes or from a different angle or something. Um, And that it has such a big impact. Yeah. That's why winter is not capitalized too, because it's not a matter of like the seasons are actually changing. It's just like your perspective of them. Mm. Um, I like your tinfoil hat theory. I'll put my (laughs) hat on with you. Oh, thank you, Sam. Um, yeah. The rushing slow intake of the dark, dark waters and engine breaks. And that I think we could probably tie in too, right? Like, mm-hmm. um, as in like, if the mill is not moving by its own free will, um, I don't know, probably neither is the dark, dark water. Right. Yeah. Things all conspired to happen a certain way. And like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) sadness. Um, Fuck. Like three hours ago before we started recording, I made a new page in my journal that says bonus episode two, because we're about to record Mm. another bonus episode. And then I was like, oh, before I forget, I need to write down like the note that I had texted to Sam about what I wanted to say in my bonus in the in our bonus episode after. Um, and I was like, I just need to write that down so I don't forget before I write down this thought that I had. And I wrote down that thing that I had texted you. And then I was like, wait, what was the thing that prompted me to go write this one page? And I just remembered in this moment. And I've just fucking forgotten again and telling you this story. Oh my God. <laughs> you write it down first. <laughs> Sam, what was it? I was like, of course I'm going to remember. Wait, no. What's the last thing you said? The dark, dark water? Yes, yes, yeah. Oh, phew. <laughs> That's a lot, of, a lot of pressure to remember there. You did great. Uh, wait, I can't talk anymore. I need to write this down. While you're writing, I will just say that I did some Googling for her lyrics with Cold. And my favorite ones were, again, clam, crab, cockle, cowrie. That means no, where I come mm. from. I am cold, out waiting for the day to come. And then maybe I'm just excited about Milk Eyed Mender um, <laughs> and Sadie. And the love we hold and the love we oh. spurn will never grow cold, only taciturn. Yes. Good job, actually. Yes. At least two before this. Yeah. Um, (sighs) Fuck, man. Anything else about this verse? Mm, I love that the creek is flat. Like, it's not just still. It's also flat. Mm -hmm. So there must be no... Okay. Oh, actually, I don't know if this is a fact, but maybe it's because we grew up beside a gross river that this is something I know. Um, that if the water is flat on top and it, it, you know, the river we grew up next to was never one that was still in its entirety. Like there would be pools of spinning water, but for some reason, the red river. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like for some reason, I know this fact and I'll Google it after (laughs) to see if it's true, but like if the water's flat on top, that that means underneath the current is a lot stronger and then it's actually more dangerous to jump in. Oh, I've heard this too. Yeah, maybe this is just like um, bullshit. That um, seems like a weird thing though, right? You'd expect yeah, movement. It's like counterintuitive. but as more dangerous than yeah. other water. <laughs> <laughs> Still waters run deep. It's a thing. 
Wait, still waters. Oh, run deep as in like the deep part is running and the top part is still. Yeah. Wow. Weird. Oh, okay. Is a proverb of Latin or a genau commonly taken to mean that a placid exterior hides a passionate or subtle nature. Formerly, it also carried the warning that silent people are dangerous. Ooh. Smooth runs the water where the brook is deep. And in his simple show, he harbors treason. Huh. I wonder if this speaks to like some uh, uh, silent intentions of our narrator or something like that. That like, I'm being passive now. I have a real good reflection on this now, but just you wait. Things are gonna end, bitch. Does not suffice is coming. So (laughs) I'm gonna leave those hangers tapping. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> is it here? <laughs> um, it's you okay <clears throat> sorry about that <clears throat> so then she sings and writes so across the years and miles and through on a good day you can feel my love for you Will you leave me be so that we can stay true to the path that you have chosen? Mm, I see. As you read it, you put an emphasis on you. I sure did. <laughs> I sure did. Um, Cross the years and miles and through on a good day, you can feel my love for you. So this to me is like a very... Uh, very much like the first verse where our narrator has some perspective and some time to reflect. And it's like the idea that right now we are still very close in time and space to this relationship and all that that means. Mm. Um, and maybe right now it's not something that we can reflect on with like a warmness or a fondness generally but in the future across the years with some miles with some space Mm. um on a good day like it's all very conditional in my reading of this like once we have some time and some space and on a day when things are good I can still feel that love for you. Um, But it's not something that I feel or will feel all the time. Um, This is an interesting reading of it that I hadn't considered actually. hmm. What did you think? Uh, Well, my thoughts on this are like very murky. Um, so I kind of just want to urge people to like defer to Sam's interpretation because I have a way less clear reading on this last verse. I think like, I, I don't, so, okay. I don't even know how to express this. Like in my head, when she says, um, so across the years and miles and through, I was thinking of like the years and the miles and the through as like having existed, like as having gotten us to this point rather than like being in the future. And so I was thinking like, after all this shit we've done on a good day, <laughs> yeah, uh, you can feel my love for you as in like, uh, like saying to her partner that like, like after all this shit, sometimes at least you can still feel the thing that's always there, like the creek lying flat and still, uh, which is my love, right? But but it's only on good days that you can feel it. And I don't know, something about this verse, but then also like this verse coupled with, I guess the first verse makes me think that she is referring here to his like mental instability or maybe like mental illnesses or mental struggles or whatever. Yeah. Because both times that she brings up on a good day, like in the first verse, at least I was sort of thinking of it as 
her on a good day, her good days, she can see the end from here when she's not like immersed in sorrow or uh, easy excitement, right? Then she can see the end. But she does say on a good day, you can see the end from here. And then on a good day, you can feel my love for you. And it makes me think that she's, it gives me the feeling at least that she's been having to like balance this very, like that feeling when you're trying to balance someone else's mental health. And like, it's actually not your, it's not just that it's not your job, but like also you don't have the right control over it. Like there's nothing you can do to fix someone else's mental health. It's just not a thing that can happen, even though it really feels like it can sometimes. And this verse just gives me that, gives me that vibe a little bit that like on one of your good days, when you are in like the right headspace, you can feel my love for you. Um, like, but that's a good day, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I like that reading of it too. Um, and it, again, it makes me think of weather that like, you can only feel my love when your head is clear. Um, and that like, uh, that path that we had seen through before might tie in a lot more to, uh, whatever the partner is feeling or doing or experiencing. Yeah. Um, yeah. It kind of gives me the same vibes that her like attempts to manage the other person in the relationship in only skin gives me Mm, where, she has to try to be like oh the fire breather is beneath the clover like don't worry sleep through the things that uh couldn't have been uh, if you had not been right like she's doing a bunch of this like managing of the other person's like temperaments or or just like yeah like generally mental health and it gives me that same vibe here where she's just sort of but like in a more exhausted way where she's like less willing to like run after him on his whims and more just being like, I don't know, man, like on one of your good days, you can see this. Uh, I, that's not going to be always. Um. Makes me think of easy to the verse. Um, All the live long day. If I have my way, I will love you, but one can't carry the weight or change the fate of two. Mm. I've been waiting for a break. How long is it going to take? Let me love you. And it's like that, yeah. that same uh, kind of waiting for the clouds to clear or waiting for, uh, I don't know, a word from the other person that like they're, they're okay and ready for, um, that love. Yeah. And, and the, the, the feeling too, of like, I can't do it all right. I can't be the person to manage both of our emotions. Like I can't, do that it's not how like this can't work yeah. I've been waiting for a fucking break man like you gotta do something you can't just yeah. sleep through it all oh those verses and only skin make me so angry <laughs> I love how angry they make you because I am right there with you and like fuck that shit um yes okay um I really too love she does this in this verse and she does this I think maybe a little bit in the first verse the way that she couples space and time Mm -hmm. here so rather than saying like so across the years and months and like days or whatever right she says so across the years which is like a time measurement and then and miles which is a spatial measurement right and through I don't know yeah through it all um but I really like that in in it to me at least is reminiscent of the first verse where she says like um hey hey hey, the end is near on a good day you can see the end from here it like um is sort of converting their relationship into this or like converting their experience, right? Because it's obviously not a literal end that she's seeing. It's not like an end of the road that she's seeing. It's rather this like our time together has come to an end and she's using like the metaphor of a path or a road or whatever to convey that, which also makes me think again of Good Intentions Paving Company where she's talking about like the road as their relationship. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I thought that was interesting. 
the leave me be is really interesting too, I think. Will you leave me be so that we can stay true to the path that you have chosen? Mm-hmm. And the note I had written was just like, this line has been drawn. And maybe it's just like reflecting on our thoughts from earlier, like this line has been drawn maybe just by her, maybe just by our narrator. Uh, We or they have decided not to do this thing anymore. And it's really just the narrator asking for some space. Mm -hmm. I think like you said earlier, to have a clear head and kind of like process the end of things. Um, But it also makes like the path that you have chosen does place a little blame. Mm -hmm. It's not quite as passive as, Mm -hmm. as verse two, I think it was. Um, Yeah. Where, where she's assuming the responsibility. She's saying I had begun to draw, to fill in all the lines, right? Like maybe not, not, not as heavy as the responsibility, but like uh kind of letting it fall lightly on both of their shoulders whereas here i feel like it's you chose yeah um and i don't know really what that specific choice might have been i mean i want to tie it in somehow to baby birch and (laughs) it's just like a very uh blanket reading of that as the partner not being ready for a family and yeah but then that, like, I don't want to take that that choice away from the narrator either. Right. Um, mm. No, I totally agree um, with everything that you said, like, down to the, I don't want to take the choice away from the nar- narrator part. Because, like, in my very, very, very tentative, speculative reading of this, it's, like, very similar to what you said, which is that, like, in, again very speculatively not saying this is what's happening at all but in my head it's that the narrator in baby birch chose to have an abortion not because she decided that she doesn't want kids or that it's like not the right time for her but like that the person who she was gonna have kids with like like it was an an untenable situation to like think of raising a child with the circumstances that circumstances that she found herself in when she got pregnant right or when she was Mm -hmm. pregnant um and so even though in the context of this song maybe I think for me at least the most natural interpretation of the line um will you leave me be so that we can stay true true to the path that you have chosen is like oh he chose to like break up with her or something like real simplistic but I actually think that it's different than that and I think that like maybe in my speculative narrative what's happening is that he has chosen a path of them being apart not because he said like hey narrator I don't want to be with you anymore but rather like he's made decisions that made her make the decision she made in the previous song Mm -hmm. and that decision is now making her make the decision that she's making in this song, like which is dominoes. to end yes. the fucking thing. Exactly. Yeah. Like dominoes, which yeah. is like determinism, which is like fucking yeah. free will not existing, which is like Mills. Yeah. <laughs> end of podcast. Thank you very end much. <laughs> it's so silly, but that's just the vibe that I get. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. I don't think it's as simplistic as he said, she said in this Right. It can't be. Um, But I do very much agree with that domino theory that, um, and also just like in general, things build up, right? Like if it's Mm. not, like like as we just heard in Easy, it's not like this relationship was always the most communicative and giving and like equal in terms of love given and love taken. Um, it does really make me think of only skin, it, you know, in that one partner is more willing and able than the other. Yeah. Um, and I do think it makes a lot of sense that shit has piled up in the first 
uh, disc, the first vinyl. And now I think our narrator is probably uh, more able to to see that and reflect on it and uh, maybe even have an out in some way. Yeah, I really like that. Um, I really like your um, use of the term like willing and able to, right? Because it, like it could be one or the other, right? It, or, or, or both. It could be that like the other partner is not willing to go um, the places that our narrator is going or like to do the things that our narrator is doing or to assume the burden that our narrator is assuming. Um, but it could also be that they're not able to, right? That like he, uh, you know, is just not in a place when we're being empathetic, right? Like from yeah. this empathetic standpoint, he's not in a place to be able to, to, you know, be there for the other person in a way that you'd want someone to be there for you. Uh, I don't know, but fucking this goddamn line. Such a good yeah. way to end the song too. It is, it is. And like, you know, you look at it and you listen to it and it doesn't uh, just, I don't know, not as much as her other songs, you know, like this one is just her and her harp and her voice, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's very... Uh, like we said earlier, like almost like a, a sweet lullaby. And uh, we didn't think that we'd have a lot to say about it, but <laughs> um, recording we time were... check, three oh, hours. Wow. Um, that's, yeah. you know, close to an hour per verse. And uh, <laughs> uh, it's a beautiful song, but I do think it's also uh, kind of a shitty one. <laughs> yeah, it's a sad one. And like, I don't know there's something like so will you leave me be suggests that he hasn't been letting her be right Mm -hmm. which to me at least sort of speaks to the narrator's like resolve and strength in her like it speaks to her certainty that like this cannot work anymore right we have ruined this in a way right this mill is ruined yeah um in a way we're like she's being like, Hey, like whatever you're doing is not leaving me be. Right. And so in my head, I'm picturing like the partner, like either like fucking like texting her up, like, sorry, texting her up, texting her, you up, like, like texting her to be like, Hey, can we get back? Like, can like, whatever, I miss you. Like whatever, like things that like really do pull on your heartstrings when you're, uh, when you've just broken up with somebody or you get like, whatever, parted ways with someone and she's like no stop it um like it, it's it's the same st- strictness I guess that was sort of revealing itself a little bit before at least um in my interpretation and sh- she's standing by that here in this like and that's the way she ends the song is by being like nope stop bugging me about this um uh, I want to like not fuck around and not play games with this so that we can stick to what you've decided for us. Yeah. Yeah. You made this decision. There is like resentment there though, which I kind of (laughs) love. Yeah. And and I think that's fair given all we've gone through here too. And it makes me think of too, like our narrators kind of asking for that space. And I think one of the lines in the poem that you read too was like uh we talked about like the stiller quiet mind of the old woman mm-hmm. um and our our narrator now is kind of needing that space to be able to uh go through with the rest of this yeah of this relationship right because there is a certain clarity that you get from not being in the midst of a like I think of like only skin when I think of fire and like fire moving away and like passion and, and like, you know, the water's coming in quickly or like in baby birch, the water's coming in or in easy, the, the fucking enthusiasm that you have. Like there is a certain lack of clarity that is sort of, sort of like intrinsically related to the passion in those situations, right? If you're, so invested in something then 
almost by definition, you're going to not see the other parts of it. Right. And so there is this certain like quality that comes with being still and not moved in that like passionate way where you're like, no, I need to be still in order to like, don't try to light the fire within me again. Yeah. Because like, I need to be cold and unmoving in this way in order to stick to this path. Yeah. (sighs) Oh, Nikki. (laughs) Is that it? Did we do it? That is all I have to say, at least for now. Maybe in a bonus episode in four months, I will have a new theory on it, (laughs) as has happened to 81 now that we're going to be talking about in a second for a bonus episode. So I don't know. Do you have more to say? I don't. I don't. So thank you, everyone, for listening. I'm sure this will be a two-parter since we're (laughs) at three hours. Yeah, sure. So if you would like to contribute anything ever at all at any time, um, you can send us an email and, oh shit. Our email is a hopeless endeavor at gmail.com. You can send us voice memos or sentences or single words (laughs) on Instagram. Our Instagram is a hopeless endeavor podcast. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, Nikki runs our real chill Facebook page, which yeah. is friends is a generous word for what I do, but it is a hopeless endeavor, a Johnson podcast. Yeah. Um, we also have a Patreon, which oh, is, yeah, we do. We do have a Patreon, um, which I am fucking so bad at because it's just like the way that I am. You guys, I'm so sorry for that. Um, but um, on the Patreon, I upload uh, early releases of the episodes and we release some bonus content on there um, where Sam and I are ostensibly probably going to be recording a bonus episode after this, Yeah. Um, which will be our second bonus episode. But there are like different tiers and stuff of the Patreon. I will link to it in the show notes. So go check us out if you can. Uh, if you are not in a financial position to be able to do that, we love you just the same. No worries at all. Um, I think that's all the things, right? Do we have a Discord? No. I mean, we could if you wanted us to, but like there's lots of things already. There's lots of things. You guys I mean, can... we have a Discord that we tried to use the first time we recorded and it didn't work because we couldn't see each other's faces on the voice chat. Uh, I don't even remember that, but yeah, I believe yeah. you. Yeah. Um, um, okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. uh, anyways, uh, reach out to us on one of the three other oh, things. That, yeah. And yeah. also, actually, at the end of this episode, we have a cover. Oh, yes, um, yes, yes. From Simon, uh, Simon, who also sent us uh, some oh, of his thoughts cool earlier. Yeah. Um, so thank you so much, Simon. If you are still with us, you can hear Simon's cover, beautiful piano cover of um, On a Good Day Here. It's very cool and sweet and lovely. Simon, why are you so great? Why are you so great, Simon? <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much um, to Simon. Thank you so much to all of you guys who are with us still. We really appreciate it. Um, and here is Simon's song. So this is going to be the end of part two. Bye for part two. Next week, we're going to be talking about, oh my God, you and me best. Bye. Okay. Here's Simon. Bye.
Amen. Amen.